Welcome back, everyone, to The Next Brave Thing. My name is Ella Hooper, and welcome to episode two. I'm very excited to share my story today about how I came to America, but I have to introduce a really good friend of mine, Jessica Wilmot. Oh, hi. Hi. So you're going to be interviewing me today. I know. So crazy. I know. It's an can honor. You, can you tell people a bit about you? Oh, yeah. I So yes, I'm Jessica. I'm from London, and... I grew up there all my life, good old born and bred Londoner. And then I went to university down in beautiful Cornwall, which is right on the coast and did some graphic design and just have a massive heart for arts and then had a crazy adventure out to California. And I've been here for four years now, um, was part of a school. And then I actually connected with Ella because I discovered her heart for emotional health and the entertainment industry yes. and that's an area I just have a massive heart for too and so we became pals and she was pretty much a mentor to me yeah and now here I am still and yes. it's yeah. the biggest joy to be here yeah it's so fun to have you on the podcast so and you guys are gonna Callie he- yes you guys are gonna hear from her a little bit on the podcast because you actually helped me start it yes yes so thank you it's been the dream yes making dreams come true that's right. And today, so I believe it's today what we're talking about. Yeah. We're going to talk about the highs the and lows of following your dreams. Yeah. And so kick us off, Els. Tell us how and where. Well, first of all, where are you from? Tell us about who you are. Yes. And your childhood and yeah, put into context Yeah, where all this is going. Yeah. I am from Melbourne, Australia. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's helpful to say, I'm going to go into a little bit about my childhood. I um, was, I'm the second eldest of five kids. Mm. And then we, when I was a teenager, we had um, not adopted, but we took on guardianship of my two cousins. So grew up in a big family. And I think for me to give you context, I was always like a very determined go-getter kind of kid that was like I'm gonna change the world (laughs) Um, you will (laughs) sure um but that was like just just in me yeah from for being a little kid Mm. um but then and I wanted to be an actress and I wanted to live in America But I think being a part of a big family, you come up against that scarcity thing of there's just not enough money. Mm. And um, I think that that was something that I just really perceived that as a little kid. And it really um, seemed to be the thing that was stopping me from being able to follow my dreams. So a big thing for me growing up was, oh, never be able to follow my dreams because there's never enough money. Mm. Even though I went to acting school um, when I finished high school, I went to university and trained to be an actress. Mm. And um, the thing is like I was provided for, but I just always had fear and even torment, like plaguing thoughts that there would never be enough money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. that kind of created a thing with me of and kind by of, torment you mean yeah just an internal swirl of thoughts 
Yeah, torment is very dramatic. To... You <laughs> did train to be an actress. So. Yeah, for a reason, you know. Yes, I know, drama. It's in you. Yes. You got um, it. Tormenting, I would say because now my life, because I've done so much counseling and so much like um, – Inner healing. Inner healing, yeah. self-discovery, I – um, would say that my life is way more at peace. I'm mm-hmm. way more at peace. I didn't even know that you could feel good about yourself. Um, and I think when I say torment, I would say just constant fear and anxiety. Mm. And from that fear and anxiety, I would self-sabotage. Like I would just just make bad choices with money and like just kind of be my worst enemy. Mm. So, yeah, even finishing uh, acting school, I went into um, I was actually went through a depression uh, in that time. And yeah, because I think my two big things was there's never going to be enough money and I'm not enough. And I think when you go to an acting school or you train in creativity, which is what you are doing and Mm -hmm. what you have done, um, you just hear a lot of of feedback about (laughs) you like so you go oh maybe I'm not that great Mm. so I went into real estate and I really came alive in that (laughs) that's a very different direction yes yes well it's kind of like sales and to the acting did you kind of let go of acting at that point yeah I was like I'm done yeah I couldn't even watch on tv like I couldn't watch um Mm. so you think you could dance or like the voice I just hated watching those shows because I would see the judges give feedback Mm. and I'd literally burst into tears I was so beat up from just criticism Mm. I think Mm -hmm. well that's huge and that's why you felt that you couldn't go into that yeah sphere yeah. Mainly. Okay. Well, I think I was just done. I felt really numb to it. And um, so I went into real estate, which made me actually kind of unleash more hope of like, oh, there's more to me I than just storytelling. Yeah. And um, really fell in love with property, negotiation, real estate, um, sales, marketing. I really loved like corporate side of things and strategy I love like having a strategy for something like um and I love helping people like and that that was real estate Mm. um but then I got to a point where I'm like I really do enjoy this and love this but this childhood dream of living in America is still there then what happened so I planned a vacation or in Australia we say a holiday yes we do um, in England too. yes um real I my brother Zach and I planned a big trip to the US and I remember arriving in Reading and feeling two things this place feels like home hmm. but this place I would never live here <laughs> That's so polar opposite. Aesthetically. <laughs> wow. Um, but my logic. And that's when you know there's a miracle. Yeah. When there's home. Totally. When it feels at home. Yeah. In a place you would never have chosen to be home. Yes. So yeah. Good. So I came back to Australia and could feel this deep sense of disappointment. Like, mm. oh, is this my life? Like, I don't want to be in this rat race anymore. I don't. I don't want to be here. And so I was like, I think I want to go to America, but I have no idea how to pay for that. Because when you go to 
like the opportunity was I could come to the school in Reading and I was yeah like had no idea how to pay for that because on the student visa that you go on you can't have a job so Mm -hmm. it would literally be like you should be you'd need like thirty thousand dollars to live Mm -hmm. um yeah and I was like I have no idea how that and a bucket load of faith (laughs) and a bucket load of faith yeah (laughs) yeah yeah wow Mm -hmm. so what how did you make this dream happen what was the yeah what was the unfolding process to opening the door to the dream to come to America yeah, so I had a friend that was at the school, which is why we visited, and um, she had changed her whole life and turned her whole life around, and I'm actually going to have her on the po- podcast. Um, she, yeah, moved move countries and kind of showed me that it was possible. She basically kind of was a huge support system in me transitioning to moving overseas. But basically I knew that something in my mindset had to change. Mm. And so I started to, I was like, well, what I know to do is to change the way I think. And I had just learned about this um, neuroscientist, which is a doctor who can study the brain and um, yeah, how our thoughts literally are the things that can transform us. And she has a a book called um, Who Switched Off Your Brain? And so I don't think I read the book because it was like too intense with the science, (laughs) but I was like, I'm just going to watch like TED Talks on this woman and like learn her, like what she does. And she did um, a 21 day brain detox is Mm -hmm. what she does of where you literally go to the root of what you, what the belief is. So my belief was there's not enough money Mm -hmm. and that they will, and that I'm not enough. And so part of my thing was like, I don't feel capable to be able to do what I want to do. Like, because I don't know, when you've beaten down with criticism, you kind of lose your sense of confidence and and self. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to build that up in the way that I thought. Yeah. Um, so I started, I did that brain detox, which was very disciplined. You literally have to like, yeah, meditate on the new belief that you want to believe, like where it might be like, oh, there's never enough money. And so your new belief is there's always enough and mm. or whatever it is. How and then did you, you meditate on it? So you basically you have to post it notes or well, put I an put alarm it, on your phone. Or? I put an alarm on my phone and then I had because you have to like do it seven times a day, like meditate on it. And if you think about it, you are talking to yourself all the time. Well, yeah. You are like, (laughs) there is some sort of subconscious narrative happening in you all the time. And so I wanted to change that narrative. I want to change, change it from scarcity into abundance. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I was one of those people that had tried everything and had not worked, but this happened to kind of start to work and then I was like I'm gonna get a mentor to help me change my belief system about money because there are people smarter than me and yeah I need to yeah so I met with this um lady she had been sick and wasn't able to work and she just had I remember hearing she had these crazy stories about how someone paid for her medical bill or someone paid for 
something in her life and like she was taken care of and she didn't have any anxiety. Mm. I couldn't see any anxiety about money around it. Like she just kind of had this very like strategic solution. Okay. That there's always a way kind of attitude and I needed to be around that energy. (laughs) Like, whereas I was just feeling very defeated. Um, and so I got around her and she said, Ella, you need to learn to multiply what you have. Mm. And I was like, what does that mean? Because I can't buy a house and like watch the growth in that or I don't understand shares and Mm -hmm. I don't I don't get like that feels complicated. And she's like, it's very simple. It's just a way of thinking of. I have $5 right now in my hand and I know someone at my church just had a baby and they can't afford things. And so she like went to the thrift store. We call it an op shop in Australia. A what shop? An op shop. Op shop. An opportunity shop. Wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a thing. So anyway, the thrift store, as Americans would say. Yes. And a charity shop for the Londoners. Yes, charity shop. Anyway, so she would go there and then get like five, five like with her $5, get like five little outfits for oh, the baby. Oh, so precious. Anyway, it's a very cute, simple story. Aww. But basically she would like always be looking for opportunities mm-hmm. to like give something. Wow. And so she's like, you just need to get creative with like how you're generous. And um, because anyway, so I kind of just went on the lookout of ways that I could be generous. And I literally, I knew someone that was going to school and needed money for tuition. And I felt like I'm going to like pay, send, I think like $500 or something to her. And then as soon as I was transferring the money, I got an unexpected $2,000 bonus as I was like sending money to pay for someone else's tuition. And then I had clothes that I was like, I don't need those clothes. I can give them away. So I gave away clothes. And then my Mm. boss was like, I'm going to take you guys on a $500 shopping spree. And then I would give away food. And then I would be always dining in the best restaurants in Melbourne. And I just kind of found like this kind of cycle of generosity of you're always taken care of. Like it was Mm. helping me get out of my tunnel vision of money and spreadsheets and adding things up like that was causing me so much anxiety Mm. and so I just kind of like this woman really helped me think outside of the box and like one thing that I have heard um, that kind of resonated with me is viewing money as well it's called currency Mm. so viewing money as a current yeah and so when there there isn't flow um it's because something's blocked Mm. so you need to figure out how to unblock it whether it's like a rock in the stream that's blocking Mm. the water from getting through and so I think and this is such a powerful point I have to say yeah when Ella first said this to me it literally transformed how I saw finances yes it was so so powerful yeah I think you should say it again just so everyone really hears it because I think there's something so powerful in in the description of and the visual for the visuals out there Mm -hmm. well and I found it to be really true like I of like yeah so currency which is money um if you think of it like a current like a water river current Mm -hmm. um 
yeah, like it, there is, there is a stream and there is a flow. Mm-hmm. And, um, if, if something is being held up, like it's usually like, that's a block, you know? And so I just, if, for me, if I don't know where money is coming from, I just go to where am I blocked? What belief is, it's usually like, it might be a rock in the stream, like holding up the flow of the river. But for me, I'm like, oh, what is it that I need? Where is the block? What am I avoiding? The, it could be avoidance. Mm. Or what am I, where am I like holding up? And sometimes the block is like, oh, I'm being so focused on myself. I need to be generous and mm. I need to think outside. And so really like so I just started to meet people who thought outside of the box. And I think when you're really hungry and desperate for breakthrough, you want to hear stories of how people like do something that's out of the box mm, and how they've broken through. Yeah, yeah. Because I had tried the very logical way of do a budget, do all these, you know, logical things. Responsible things. Yeah. yeah. But then I think if you grow up with a belief system, and because a lot of your beliefs are shaped from the years of zero to 12, Mm. if you grow up believing that there's never going to be enough money, you need a lot more than a spreadsheet to change that belief. (laughs) So so I needed to have um, people around me that had hopeful perspective. Mm. Um, So yeah, that was like a huge thing. And I think what that built in me is a history of, oh, things do work out for me. And I went from like sabotaging to actually creating opportunities for mm. money to get to me. Wow. So, yeah, that's kind of like w- the the process of me transforming my mindset, which then gave me some more courage yes. to move countries. To move. Yeah, and I was going to ask how and when did that happen? How did you decide to take the step to coming to America. Yeah. So talking with friends, I think I was like trying to look at every logical way I could get to moving overseas. So I actually thought, well, maybe I'll get a job, even though I was in like such a great situation, great job. I was like, maybe I'll get a job that I hate, but at least it'll pay more. <laughs> like, and and um, I actually went for this job, and um, it was to be an operations manager, and um, it was to be paid quite a lot more than I was getting paid. So I was like, maybe I'll just like live at home, save money, and like get this job that pays so much, and the. When I was in the interview, I know that the interview was going really well. The lady was like, can I just ask you a question? Like, why would you want this job? Like, (laughs) you're way too creative for this. And there's you, you're like, probably wouldn't stay long in this job because you're too good for this job. And that made me feel so angry because I was like, but I have a plan to get to America (laughs) and I need to like save money and like get overseas. And, but I think, um, yeah, I kept having like the logical closed doors, the doors closing for me to kind of do it the logical way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think 
but I was also so, I think I remember saying to even my dad, like I, I think just so everyone can understand like my, where my brain was at, at that time, I haven't, I wouldn't say I have struggled with suicidal thoughts, but I would say I was very, very low, Mm -hmm. like just not. And I remember kind of explaining that to my dad in, in kind of moving countries and he, and he was very sweet, but I, I just was like in a state of mind where I'm like, I don't care what it takes. I will move countries. Mm. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that was kind of the headspace I was in. And because I was like watching like this new pattern happen in my life of like, oh, I'm money gets me like this is working out. And so my friend was like, I think you're ready to apply for the school in Redding, California. And is this the friend that was here already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically I, um, can I say as well, it's so funny how you were saying earlier that you judged her for coming mm-hmm. and then you ended up coming. Mm-hmm. I just think that's so funny because I think it's often yeah. what we judge, we then have to walk through. Yeah. And, and I, I actually that you then got to be blessed from her pioneering the way. Yes. For you to then follow in well, the footsteps of that. Yeah, and we'll probably touch on judgment a bit later. Later, but yeah. But I love that you bring that up because I definitely judged her and I actually like sent money to support her because you can't mm. work in America. So um, we're on a student visa. And so I sent money to support her. But I remember this kind of superior thing being in me of like, oh, I'll help you, but you probably should have been better at money. Like I had this like judgment, mm, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, so which ended up turning around against me. But anyway, yeah. so um, anyway, that beautiful humbling process. Oh my word, yes. Of realizing that yes. going after dreams is is vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she was like such a support and I can't wait to have her on the podcast. But um, basically I was, yeah, started to make, I had the interview for the school, got into the school and just started saying yes to coming Mm. to America. And I um, felt that, and then I started like selling my car. I remember this friend, she even like helped me clean my car to sell it. And like, she was like in it, like getting rid of stuff in my house and selling stuff. And we kind of got to this point of, oh my gosh, like, I think I need to tell my work that I'm, I'm going to be moving. And this is terrifying because I still don't know how I'm paying for tuition. I still don't know how I pay for living costs Mm. over there. And, but I knew that it was like, I kind of started seeing this belief system. I wouldn't have known it at the time, but when you actually say yes to the risk or say yes to moving towards the thing that you want, Mm -hmm. the next step does show up. It's amazing. It's like pops out of nowhere, pops out of nowhere, but you've got to do, it's like, you got to do the next brave thing. No, it's so real. (laughs) I echo that. Yes. And so I have learned because I want my brain wants to see the whole picture and how it's going (laughs) to work out. But I actually 
just need to do the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so my next brave thing was to actually talk to my boss, who's a legend of a human, amazing Mm. person. And we had coffee. I was so nervous because, yeah, he's just such a good person. (laughs) And I was like terrified of him, him judging me or something. And so basically I said, um, yeah, so I have this opportunity to go to California and I have no idea how I'm paying for this and I know that's ridiculous and he's like, um, Ali, you should go for it. He's like, I'm on the train tracks. I have the wife, the, you know, the um, the job, job the, the, the company, the, yeah. the car, the, the house, like the mortgage and you're on the train tracks but you don't need to be on the train tracks. <laughs> Get off the train tracks, Ella. <laughs> and he basically was like and don't 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 they say that anything everything good happens outside your comfort zone wow so true that's very wise that's very profound yes he was very sweet and then he says don't worry you're gonna get a bonus soon anyway and so wow. normally when you tell someone you're leaving them they <laughs> don't not quite give you a happens. bonus but he <laughs> gave me a bonus wow and then he was really sweet because um when I finally like had my last day of work. He literally took me on a tour of Melbourne. We went on like the river on a cruise thing. And like, he was like, I just want you to remember how beautiful Melbourne is. Like he really celebrated me and championed me. So Mm -hmm. shout out. I don't know if I'm going to say his name, but (laughs) he's amazing. Um, But what was also vulnerable, I knew that um, one thing that I was resisting doing in mm. the getting to America was a fundraising. Mm. Why, why the dread? What, dread? what about the dread of that? Was Because in Australia, Americans seem to do GoFundMe sort of things. And mm. I mean, I know that not all Americans, that's definitely not a thing, but I, the idea of like, fundraising for my tuition and for me moving countries felt so irresponsible Mm. so like a handout I had so much judgment about it I thought that is mortifying Mm. to do that Mm -hmm. and um I just kind of kept shutting that down and my friend Georgia she's like well yeah you don't have to do that like there's always going to be other ways that you could get to America or whatever and then she realized it was because I was terrified of what people would think of me Mm. and she's like I think that's why you should do it (laughs) not because you need money but because you need to get over what people think of you yeah and so I then I knew it was the thing that I needed to do. And it's another thing of like saying to everyone, because I'm a calculated risk taker. I'm like, a oh, this could really fail and be really bad. And I just want very little people to know about that. So if I post this on Facebook, like everyone will know, everyone's going to know. Like, and so anyway, I resisted and squirmed. But then I finally did post it Mm. and I posted like, hey, I'm moving to America, which was so scary because then it's happening. Like you've got this social accountability to you moving countries. Put it out there. Mm -hmm. People now know. People now know. Which is beautiful that she encouraged you. I think to go back to that, I think that's such a good point that it takes 
not only courage, but also encouragement from friends to push us forward into our dreams mm-hmm. and into your dream and to remind you yes, that you had that support from yes. the friendships closest, that it wouldn't matter yeah. if people were to judge you yeah. for that decision, that yeah. you were safe in the failing or it, in the success. It's so interesting. Both. Yeah, like yeah. I am so blessed to have like really good close friends who were in my corner Mm. and it's so funny like I was paying way more attention to the people I don't really like have relationship with I was like more worried about what they would think about me yeah so that's very interesting but I um I think that's really natural as humans yeah and often it's the very voice that actually holds us back from a dream yes it's more the people that don't care actually so much about our lives yeah we care more about their opinion than the ones that really do yeah so I think my worst fears were like people are going to think you should work hard and pay for your life why are you putting that on social media Mm -hmm. and why would you like that is so irresponsible to not have your ducks in a row when you make a decision like that and all of that is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's very fair to think that. Um, so, yeah, I um, would do I, – I remember posting for the first time and then no money came in. I was like, this is the worst oh, experience ever. The sinking heart <laughs> feeling. I know. But then I was like, I just hate this. Like I just yeah. like hated it. Um, <laughs> but then I had just another friend who was you. like, you're probably going to have to keep posting until you have no emotion attached to posting anymore. Oh. Anyway, so all the fear of what their opinions are uh, yeah, died. Yes, wow. I know. And so and people did judge, which I would judge too. So that's fair. Mm. <laughs> um but anyway, I so basically, but then um money st- started coming in and ugh, it was so uncomfortable. Even my work organized a fundraiser and donated to my tuition, which was wow. just so uncomfortable so uncomfortable very humbling and then yeah like it was crazy because I think what it did for me was become like really clear on like yeah I really want this Mm. and I'm willing to risk my pride because pride is the thing that like stops us from breakthrough yeah stops us from like actually getting what we want because we're too, and I, I had like crafted and edited my image to be look a certain way wow. to mm-hmm. the world. And so, but I was so dead inside. Like mm. I wanted people to have a perception of me. I was too busy curating the mm. image of who Ella is rather than actually, actually just being Ella. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so um, I think what that whole process did in me was actually teach me who I am and actually made me become unapologetic in who I am Mm. and um thank god I don't have to do that now yeah (laughs) Um, but but I think what it did was restore humanity to me as well because I think I'd gotten really cynical about people Mm. and I was really blown away by people's care and like, yeah, we'll invest in someone going after their dreams. Good job. And so it was a lot of, um, yeah, saying yes in the dark, like Mm. not really knowing, like going to a school, but like going on an emotional health journey, going training to be a life coach, like doing all those things. You kind of go like, 
I'm not really like it feels so right, but I don't know how to explain to people why it does. It just does. Yeah. (laughs) So almost like the feeling you felt when you came to Reading felt like home, but you have no explanation. Yes. It didn't make sense. I think that's so powerful what you were saying as well, even back to the Dr. Caroline Leaf with the process of your mindset Mm -hmm. and then into action of how you put forward that dream. Yes. Because you'd already internally told yourself and started to believe that you were worth investing in and that your dreams mattered and that money would come Mm -hmm. then you actually got to see the repercussion of that almost in a reality setting yeah of what does it look like when my mindset believes something and then in reality I believe for the dream and it comes through yes so I can imagine that must have felt incredibly empowering Mm -hmm. so then catch us up on the fact that when you arrived in so on your process of getting here just before what was your what were your like other friends and family believing for you and then Mm -hmm. how was it arriving into Mm -hmm. a new place what was that process Mm -hmm. of actually then arriving into the dream if that makes sense yeah I um yeah so My mom has always been the biggest cheerleader of me Mm. and um, she was especially because I think there was like a couple of points in the journey before I got on the plane of feeling like this is just not going to work out. I need to give up. And my mom like she didn't really have answers, but she was just with me in it. That was super powerful and non-judgmental. Um, my dad always like cheered me on. And even my siblings, they were like, if anyone's going to do this, it's going to be Allah. <laughs> like, so yeah. I don't know. I felt really cheered on for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I did have some friends that it was surprising, some reactions because mm-hmm. I think what I noticed is um, I just kind of got aware of like who were the, not that people weren't safe, but there was a sense of like, oh, actually the people that feel the safest for me right now in this vulnerability are the ones who are faith-filled, also optimistic, but also realistic of like, if this really does tank and this Mm. fails we're here with you. Like, (laughs) like we're not being in denial. We're not being ridiculous. Mm. Um, I think there was definitely people that had either tried and failed and were through their own fear and disappointment were like, don't do that. Like, that's not going to work out. I don't think you should go, which was surprising in some ways. Um, So I think those things, like when you already are like not sure Like I definitely struggled with like, is this the right thing to do? I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. So when someone would say to me, like, I don't think it's the right thing to do, it just really triggered me for Mm -hmm. sure. Like I just was like, "Uh, Mm. I don't know if it is. And so I think what that did though was help me back my own choice Mm. and help me like, okay, even we can just like respectfully disagree and if I fail, like, that's okay. I will pick myself back up. Like, yeah, making it safe to fail makes it safe to succeed. Exactly. Yeah. 
And what is failure, really? I think it's just when you decide that you're just going to stay on the sidelines and be defeated. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Like, it's it's been an interesting, um, yeah, journey journey of learning. Yeah, getting close and being or keeping the ones close who are like love you and that are going to be like it might fail, but we are here with you. Got your back. And we're here yeah. to hear a great story. <laughs> Even, yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's been And it. to believe with you. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. your biggest breakthrough in arriving into America? Um, and you've been here since, so. Yeah, I've been here. It's coming up my eighth year of being here. I think what's been liberating is something about American culture where they really do believe like you can be and do anything that you want. For me, and I think it's because it feels like home, like I think, yeah, some mm. people don't feel that way about America, but I think it's just like where you know you're just meant to be. Mm. Um, and I think the big thing is like, yeah, I love living a life where I'm like anything can happen. Mm. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna sing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway, so I guess I guess the biggest breakthrough though has been finding myself as yeah. cheesy as that is, it's being Ella Hooper. Mm. <laughs> and like just I, I think um letting go of what people think and being like, this is just who I am. Like, Mm -hmm. and, um, learning how to love myself in Mm. the process of uncertainty. Um, because I think, yeah, I was so, um, I, yeah, I think a big thing for me was like, Oh, I don't want people to think I'm irresponsible. I want Mm. people being the second eldest child. I think I, I had a high need for people to see that I was responsible and like did the right thing. Yeah. And um, because this was probably seen as reckless to some mm. people, um, I had to let go of that image of that mm. label and let myself be seen as like, oh, she's ridiculous. She's, yeah, like mm-hmm. let people think what they're going to think and I'll just be Ella over here. And so, yeah. And pursue the dreams. Pursue the dreams. And, like, mm-hmm. the thing is, like, um, as I've mentioned, I think, in the first episode, um, yeah, like, my dreams came full circle in, mm-hmm. like, helping start this university that's performing arts and just being, even working with artists and bringing mm-hmm. everything. And actors. And actors and, like. Even in an environment where you got hurt and yeah. out, you get to now yeah. bring healing and. Yeah. And yeah. advice and guidance to mm-hmm. people in that industry. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Yeah. It's very exciting, very life-giving. Yeah. And full circle, as you say. Full circle. Yeah. Yes. Stunning. Yes. So I think as well, that's so interesting. I think it's when you're speaking, I was thinking that it's just so encouraging for people to hear that dreams aren't just there to be put on a shelf mm-hmm. um, and to not let fear of what other people think about their dream mm-hmm. stop them from yeah even trying and it's a it's a conviction to all of our hearts to yeah. remember yeah to not let fear of failure or the fear of it never happening to stop us yeah. from taking a step yeah and so i just wanted to ask that what's a challenge that you could give someone mm-hmm. this week to maybe even try like from some something you've either said or 
even something you want to add like yeah for them to take a step in in trusting and believing in a dream or something they're afraid of people might think if they were to step out in Mm. what they could do this week to take one step on that stepping stone yeah I think when I when you ask that question especially connected to dreams and I'm a life consultant so I hear people's disappointment with connected to dreams all the time Mm. I would ask that they reimagine and re-envision what dreaming actually is and get a different perspective of dreams Mm. Um, and ask yourself like if that dream happened what would it give you Mm. so it's like I used to dream of winning an Oscar and being an actress and winning an Oscar, which is a normal thing if you're training to be an actor. And I, I realized like it's not the Oscar that I want, it's significance. Mm. I want to feel significant. And so I would ask you to like look at the dreams of like, okay, like my dream is to even move to America. Why? Because I want to feel free. I want what do I actually want to feel? So I would just ask yourself those questions, like not just like what do you dream of? What kind of lifestyle externally do you dream of? Like what internal lifestyle do you dream of? Mm, So I would prompt people to just like ask yourself those questions because I consult with a lot of clients who have had their dreams come true and they feel very empty so it, I think it's more about finding the meaning. Internal. Yeah, meaningful and purposeful, yeah. getting connected to that. Um, but also like what would you do if you knew that you had all the money in the world? Like mm. what would you be doing? Mm. And just like I think just start with those questions and getting awareness. Like mm-hmm. just start like getting curious about, oh, like there could be an out-of-the-box way to getting where I want to be. That's beautiful. And that's yeah. so that's so interesting and pretty like eye opening to hear that people have found their greatest dreams but still feel empty. Mm-hmm. Um because I think that's exactly what even your this whole podcast and your dream to see happen is allowing people's bravery not to lead them to just something wild, but to lead them to wholeness mm-hmm. and to an inner yeah. place of peace and yes. being who they fully are created to be. Yeah. And I think that's so beautiful and encouraging for anyone listening that actually it, this isn't just bravery for the sake of bravery. It's it's bravery to lead lead us to a place of fully being who we're, we were always to designed to be. Yes. And, yes. To, and as a result, the dreams just naturally will happen. Yes. So, so that's beautiful. The thanks podcast. Love. Thanks, Jess. The Your podcast. is beautiful. Thanks, love. So the podcast is called The Next Brave Thing. Mm -hmm. So my next brave thing where I'm at in my life is to put my story out in the world. Come on. (laughs) So as I launch this podcast, this episode, it's all about releasing bravery. bravery. So um, yeah, I encourage you to think about what is your next brave step, your next brave thing. And thanks for joining and listening, everyone. And I'm um, excited to hear 
what you think in the comments. Thank you for listening today. You can follow us at the Next Brave Thing podcast on Instagram and make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you would like to book in a life consulting session with me, feel free to go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com for more information.